Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine, which is sponsored by Enterprise Fleet Management. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of October 11th, 2021. And for those of us old enough to remember, the new model year traditionally starts on October 1. However, those lines have blurred long ago with earlier and earlier introductions of next model year vehicles uh, announced prior to the traditional October 1 start date. But regardless, to illustrate a point that I like to make, let's say that the 2022 model year started on the traditional kickoff of October 1. And already as of October 11th, the date of this recording, the 2022 model year gives every indication that it'll be a continuation of what we all experienced in the 2021 model year, which by the way, will not be remembered as a fun time in our industry. I'm afraid that the 2022 model year is going to be a very difficult year for fleets to get vehicles built. And here are some examples. Just six days into the start of the traditional 2022 model year time period, we've already received final order deadline dates for a number of 2022 models, six days into it. And one example is the 2022 Chevrolet Malibu. For the majority of fleets that successfully submitted their orders for 2022 Malibus, this final order deadline is occurring before many of them ever even took delivery of their first units. And two days later on October 8th was the final order deadline date for the 2022 Ram Promaster. However, these final order deadlines started even earlier this summer with an August 13th deadline to order 2022 F-Series Super Duties. And here's another example. The first order deadline for government fleets for 2022 Silverado 1500 models, and this includes regular cab, double cab, and crew cab, was September 13, 2021. And September 17th was the final order deadline date for government fleets looking to order Silverado 2500 and 3500 models. And as I said, these are just a few examples, but it gets me to wonder about order to delivery times that we can anticipate for the 2022 model year. And last month, I completed Automotive Fleet's annual order to delivery survey for 2021 models, which was the prior model year, and it'll be published in the October 21 issue. Um, as we all know, the microchip shortage caused a number of assembly plants to temporarily suspend new vehicle production or to build a number of ordered fleet vehicles as build shy units, which means that they were built minus a constrained component and were parked until that component became available. The first temporary suspensions in new vehicle production due to the microchip shortage in the 2021 model year started last March and these temporary suspensions have continued sporadically through the remainder of the model year. So getting back to Automotive Fleet's 2021 order to delivery survey. So in order not to skew the OTD data, we were forced to divide specific model OTD times into two columns. The first column was for those units ordered prior to the temporary production suspensions of March 1, and the second column was for OTD times for the same model vehicle but ordered after March 1. And in my 22 years of calculating model year order to delivery times, I've got to say this was the most difficult and the most complicated survey that we've ever produced. And when you receive your October issue of Automotive Fleet, you'll see that the majority of the OTD times for fleet orders placed after March 1, 2021 
were notated as NA, data not available. You know, these were for vehicles uh, as of um, the end of August that had still not been delivered. So these NAs are the equivalent of saying, you know, we don't know when these vehicles are going to be delivered. And it's almost like saying, your guess is as good as ours. And my fear is that these OTD challenges will be replicated in the 2022 model year. And I hope I'm wrong, sincerely, but I think it's safe to say that all truck and SUV models will be in extremely short supply in the 2022 model year. And if you want a class four to six truck, well, you know, good luck. You know, they're in even shorter supply. But let's move on to other industry topics. There's a lot going on in our industry, and I'd like to share with you what I've been learning. So here's what I've been hearing in the industry. Let's start with fuel costs. The average total fuel costs in 2021 <clears throat> are up 34%. So it's no surprise. Uh, fuel prices per gallon are at their highest that they've been in the past seven years. And these costs do vary region by region with some higher and lower than other regions. But what's interesting is that while the total fuel costs are up, there's been a decrease in the total number of gallons purchased industry-wide due to a variety of reasons, one of which is uh, vehicle fuel efficiency has been increasing. There's been greater adoption of telematics for routing optimization, as a, for example, and enforcement of prohibitions against unnecessary idling. And another contributor to this decrease in the number of gallons purchased has been an uptick in the acquisition of hybrid models by fleets. And in fact, one FMC reported to me that 25% of the vehicles ordered by its clients in 2021 were hybrid models, which is double the volume that was ordered in the 2019-2020 order cycle. But one thing is apparent in talking with people, both fixed and operating costs for fleets are increasing. So for instance, replacement tire prices are up. And, you know, in fairness, many of the tire OEMs increased prices in 2021, but these price increases were primarily pass-along costs to end users due to the increased costs of commodities needed to manufacture tires, namely oil, rubber, and steel. All of these commodities saw price increases in 2021. And as a result, tire prices on average have increased between 3 to 10%, and it varies depending on the type and size of tire in question. Altogether, tires are the number three top cost for fleets. But the fleet segment where this is especially a top concern is with last mile delivery fleets due to the high number of miles our vehicles accumulate each month. These last mile delivery fleets are voicing a need for the tire OEMs to increase the durability and tread wear for tires used on cargo vans and step vans in particular, and to create a lower price point for these tires. And while I'm speaking about last mile delivery fleets, you know, they're also experiencing challenges with warranty recovery claims as their duty cycle typically causes their vehicles to exceed an OEM severe duty warranty parameters. Delivery demands, especially during peak periods such as Thanksgiving to New Year's, uh, makes PM compliance a challenge. However, you know, a word to the wise, you better maintain adherence to stringent PM schedules because PM variability is a primary reason why warranty eligibility is denied. And this is closely scrutinized by the OEMs. 
And as I mentioned at the beginning of my report, getting replacement vehicles in 2022 will not only be difficult, but it will cause additional ramifications in other areas of fleet operation. And with the difficulty of getting replacement vehicles, many fleets for the past year have extended the service life of their existing vehicles in operation, all of which puts upward pressure on fleet maintenance costs. And a truism in fleet management is that the older the vehicle, the greater the problems that it'll experience. And, you know, we all know that, but it's, it puts it into perspective when you consider this analogy. You know, 80% of a person's lifetime medical expenses, this is my expenses, your expenses, they're going to occur in the last five years of our life. The same is true with vehicles. Their expenses ratchet upward in the final years of operation and as they accumulate greater miles. Extending vehicle service lives cannot go on indefinitely, but the dilemma faced by fleet managers is how do you take a vehicle out of service if you can't get a guarantee that you'll get a replacement vehicle for it? In fact, some fleets are so desperate for replacement units that they're looking to buy used vehicles that at least from their perspective are newer and have lower miles than the ones that they're replacing. And as we all know, running vehicles beyond their optimal replacement cycle costs money. And the industry data validates this concern. In 2021, for instance, unscheduled maintenance costs have increased 3%. Plus, you know, the other thing is the older the vehicle, the higher the average per incident repair cost, because now you're starting to look at uh, failures of major components. And another issue is the shortage of replacement parts, which is causing longer lead times to repair facilities, especially if the part is on back order. In fact, no exaggeration, some vehicles can literally be down for months waiting for parts to arrive. And while a vehicle is sitting idle at a repair facility, fleets are forced to rent temporary replacement vehicles, and that's at today's rental prices, which are outrageous, and which further increases fleet costs. So, and here's another example. Many of us have experienced the theft of catalytic converters, which is bad in and of itself, but try ordering a replacement catalytic converter. You know, these are on national back order. Prepare to be setting for a while waiting for that replacement catalytic converter to arrive. Needless to say, there's much going on in our industry, and I've only really just scratched the surface. But in the interest of time, I want to save this data for next week's report. So with this as my final observation, I'd like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of October 11, 2021. And I'd like to thank you for watching.